0: Now, I wonder if you have a garden or a backyard which have a gate, either of those. Hands up if you have. Is it a proper gate or is it just an opening? A proper gate, right. We've got a gateway at the front of our property. If you came up there, but I recommend you don't come today because we're having our drive relayed and it looks like a moonscape at the moment. Um, But if you came up, you would see that there's a gateway, but no actual gate. Um, And within the garden, we have a smaller gateway where you go from the front to the back, and we also have no gate. That's because when we moved there, our kids were old enough for us to be able to control where they went, and uh, they were more sensible. I think if we'd had little children, we definitely would have needed gates gates keep animals in uh, usually and they keep people either in or keep them out or they lead them somewhere we once woke up to the news that our neighbours had been chasing a runaway horse around our garden and we never heard anything we didn't know anything about it we must have been sleeping very well another time when there were sheep in the field, they all decided our grass looked greener. So they came over the wall. they could have at climbing walls, actually, if they want to. And they helped themselves to not just the grass, but other things in our garden. When they'd finished, they headed off onto the estate, onto the main road. Somebody, uh, our cleaner was actually, at the time we had a cleaner, and she rang the police, and four police cars arrived. Can you imagine that for sheep, four police cars, and uh, one or two actually made it as far as the high street. Um, on that occasion, a gate on our property would have probably kept the sheep safe, but would have meant we had a wrecked garden. Gates and doors provide the way in and out. They leave us, lead us to good things. They keep us safe from things that we don't, where we places we shouldn't go to. Now, in the reading today, Jesus says, I am the gate, but it is sometimes translated, as you will have noticed in the pew Bible, as I am the door. But what is Jesus the gate or the door to? So today we're going to consider Jesus as the only way to come to be forgiven and to know God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We're going to think about what coming through that gate means, and about the type of life we can enjoy once we've entered in through the gate. Finally, we're going to think about our role in leading others to the gate. Now, in his gospel, John wanted to prove that Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ, who fulfills all that was forecast by the prophets in the Old Testament and that Jesus is the Son of God. As you may have heard already from Jim, Hope, or Richard in their sermons, John does not set out to tell the life story of Jesus. His gospel is different from the other three. Instead, John includes only what proves what he is wanting to show, that Jesus is the Christ and the Son of God. So he includes the signs or miracles that Jesus performed. He includes significant events in the life of Jesus and the things that Jesus said. So we have one of those sayings here. In the previous chapter, Jesus healed a blind man on the Sabbath, which upset the Pharisees greatly. They were just not able to see and appreciate who Jesus was. And because Jesus recognized that, he spoke afterwards about spiritual blindness. That comes at the end of chapter 9. At the start of chapter 10, Jesus has already spoken about the shepherd who knows his sheep and whose sheep will follow him because they know his voice but the people listening do not fully understand the illustration, so he explains in the verses which follow, and we're looking at the first part of that explanation. For us, it might sound rather strange to say you're a gate or a door, but in the time of Jesus, there were two types of sheepfold. When the sheep were in the villages or towns, a communal sheepfold was used when the flocks returned at night. And these were protected by a door of which only the guardian had the key. But here, John is talking about, and geez, sorry, Jesus is talking about the sheepfold out in the country, which was used in the countryside, which was used in the warm season. This sheepfold did not have a physical gate, just a space for the sheep to enter in. So once the sheep were in the fold, the shepherd would lie across the open space and would protect the animals, sorry, protect the sheep from animals which wanted to attack them and from people who wanted to steal them. It could be quite a dangerous job. Jesus is saying here that he is the gate through which we must go to find salvation. Just as the sheepfold had only one way in, so Jesus is the only access through which we can receive forgiveness for sins and new life. Through Jesus and him alone we find access to God. Jesus opens the way to God. Before Jesus came, sin was the biggest barrier between people and God. Jesus came to show us what God is like and to open the way back to him that our sin had blocked. Think about the words of the hymn we sing about on Good Friday or when we sing about the events of Good Friday. From the words, these words are from There is a Green Hill far away. He died that we might be forgiven. He died to make us good. That we might go at last to heaven, saved by his precious blood. There was no other good enough to pay the price of sin. He only could unlock the gate of heaven and let us in. Just as the secure sheepfold kept the sheep safe, away from threats and dangers, so Jesus offers us access to safety and security. He is our protector who will watch over our coming in and our going out, and who will lead us to good pastures, as it says here and in Psalm 23, and to the kind of fulfilling lives that God wants us to have. Now, this isn't a magic spell that's going to protect us from all harm and evil, but it does mean that Jesus will be with us, will walk with us, carry us, support us through all the things we experience in life. Jesus will give us support for our souls. Jesus the gate does the opposite of what a thief would do. A thief takes life, but Jesus gives life, abundant life. In the Pew Bible, what Jesus says is translated as, I have come that they may have life and may have it in all its fullness. The phrase that's translated sometimes as life in all its fullness or abundant life means in the Greek, so I'm told, to have a super abundance of a thing, as William Barclay comments in his Daily Study Bible, to be a follower of Jesus, to know who He is, and what He means, is to have a super abundance of life. The life that comes through knowing Jesus is abundant, rich, and full. It is eternal. Yet it begins immediately. We enter in through the gate. What does abundant life mean to us? It doesn't mean wealth and material possessions. It means a life lived as it was always meant to be lived before our sin got in the way. A life centered on God, where we are obedient to God, and are continually blessed by God. The question is, have we entered in through the gate, or are we still outside the sheepfold? Perhaps uncertain about going in, or thinking that we know enough about Jesus, so no more action is required of us. Perhaps we are still some distance away from the gate. If any of those situations are relevant to us, then we need to make a decision. A commitment needs to be made. Becoming a follower of Jesus is not something that happens automatically. It doesn't happen because our parents or family are Christians. It doesn't happen just because we come to church. It happens because we tell Jesus that we want to commit to following him. That, when, that we believe that when he died on the cross, he died for us too. We want to tell him we are sorry for our sins and ask for him to forgive us. That is when we enter into the sheepfold through Jesus the gate how do others find their way to the gate? Surely they depend on those who've already found the way, who found out about Jesus and committed their lives to him. They depend on these people to tell them or show them the way. If they've never heard of Jesus, how are they going to find their way to him? Have you ever been stopped in the street for directions? Sometimes the person needing the directions is actually very close to their destination. But sometimes they are way off the mark, sometimes even being in the wrong town or village. But in both situations, they need help to find where they're going. Similarly, we've got a responsibility to show or tell others the way to Jesus, the gate. Perhaps by inviting people to come along with us to a service or a church event. Perhaps by helping in the coffee shop, the well-being cafe, toddler group, Sunday crew, messy church, lunch club, to name some of the things we can do. Or by taking part in hashtag do you know him events, by supporting people in the alpha courses. These are some ways of showing Jesus' love to other people and leading them to the gate. I'll finish by recapping what Jesus says. He says, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Amen.